All right, here with Mark Shahadi, Shahadi basketball training out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, just going to chat a little bit about kind of his story and how he came to work Shahadi basketball and how he got to Minneapolis. For sure. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. So where the heck, where did you come from? How did it, how did it go getting get to where you are now? So my, my family didn't have a crazy basketball background, but someone who had a big influence on me playing the game was my sister. Mm-hmm. She played um, high school basketball, small level division two basketball, and then she taught me a lot of fundamental aspects of the game when I was young, and I really developed a passion for it. Um, it was actually kind of funny. I actually watched a lot of Rocky when I was young, yeah. and I didn't want to get into boxing necessarily, but I wanted to have that kind of work ethic and grind yeah. towards something, and my sister was into basketball, so that's what it was, and I remember I would just work every single day at the goal of playing in the NBA, and I didn't reach that goal, but the work definitely paid off in different retrospects, and I'd work out like three hours a day in the kitchen, just dribbling if it was snowing outside, and I just had a um, a great passion for the game ever since. So you played high school basketball yes, in sir. Pittsburgh, outside yep. of Pittsburgh? So outside yeah, of Pittsburgh. suburb about uh, 20 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. We, I actually wasn't necessarily eligible to play my sophomore year because I transferred there a week after tryouts. Mm. Junior year came in, uh, had a great relationship with the coach immediately. We had a pretty good season. We had all pretty much new varsity guys. Um came in, started, averaged around 15 and 10, and we made it to the quarterfinals of the regional. So it was a pretty successful year. Senior year was a little disappointing because I think we could have won states. Mm-hmm. We made it to the regional championship and lost to a team with a 6'8 Division One player. But overall, it was a great experience, and there's memories of teammates. And just uh, thankful to have Coach Lafko. I don't know if you'll ever see this, but Coach Lafko taught me a lot of important things as well. Sweet, man. So after high school, you went on to play – Collegiately? Yes, yes, sir. At Point Park University. And that, well, originally I was supposed to go to Concordia Ann Arbor, but I actually had a glimpse of me potentially wanting to grow out of business at, right when I was a freshman in college. Mm. So, uh, something I just wanted to, it wasn't like, I never was a homesick person, so I'm obviously always on the road here, yeah. but I just wanted to stay close to home so I could also play collegiately, but also um, work with kids in the area and kind of grow something to where I can make other people around me better. Because that's yeah. the biggest thing is just, when you help a kid and you just see them grow up and they just put in the work every single day, detail-oriented, disciplined work, and they reach that level, it, it's special to see. Sweet. So w- one of the things that stuck out to me, undersized, not fast enough, what you ended up having to do was find ways to create space, make length, For sure. and read the game differently just because of those couple of things to get to – College and then also uh, something you know to the next level, which we'll talk about here in a minute. So. Right? Yeah. No. I mean, I got away with a lot of that. I actually probably was faster on the guards in high school. Okay. But when I got to college, they were as fast, if not faster. Right a lot on. of them were faster. Just guys that run four three forties. Yeah. Next level athleticism and speed. And I was kind of like, well, how do I get around these? Yeah. So I had to break down my movement. And a lot of it is fluidity of movement mm. and just making yourself more efficient so taking out all those excess motion steps that a lot of players have in their movement yeah. and trying to make yourself as efficient as possible because if you're undersized like you just mentioned you need every fraction of a second you can get yeah. and you got to play as big as possible right not only from a physical standpoint but a mental like you got to be a dog out there you got to have grit you got to do the little things and then going towards the skill component what you said things like increasing your angles across the rim working the 
slow the game down. I think a lot of players are taught to play fast too much, yeah. and they should be able to like stay relaxed in high uh, pressure situations. Right. And I don't know. I was telling the campers today. A lot of people in our area aren't big Brady fans just because. You know, they're competitive with us. But I was like, everybody hates Brady, but, you know, he's 42 years old, wins the Super Bowl again because he has a lot of those things. When he drops back in his pocket, they're trying to blitz him. He stays cool. He's like, you took that. You got to give me this. He's always reading. So it's kind of similar to the stuff I'm teaching from the basketball standpoint. Yeah, for sure. So after college, you – how did you get to be – how did you get to play on Team USA? So my college coach had a really good relationship with USA Basketball, and there he's on the three-on-three side. So yep. the three-on-three game is a pretty unique style. It's very physical, probably more fast-paced than five-on-five basketball. Sure. Yeah. And he had a team for the FIBA World Cup in 2019 in Langzhou, China. It was me and three other low-major Division One guys. I was the only not I was the only D two guy there, yep. and um, I jumped at the opportunity immediately because sure. you can't really pass that up. So we got to China. We we only went one and four because those guys are pros. Like all of the guys in the three on three event, they're all making seventy five to one hundred fifty grand playing basketball. Right. So there's a guy for the Mavericks summer league team, but that's how I got the three on three gig. Was my coach at Point Park University, and it was an amazing experience. Just the the intensity, the atmosphere, like China when they were playing in front of their fans, the chant, like you know, just the atmosphere of how impactful basketball is over there. It was really a unique experience. That's sweet. So now you've kind of – have you finished your playing career? Uh, the, the, it's funny because I actually decided not to play college basketball this year to grow Shahadi basketball just yep. because it kind of took off faster than I expected. Yep. And I noticed what I want to do probably – I'll probably do this till. I'm not able to demonstrate anymore. I would say I'll probably be till I'm 50 because I'm just going to try to fight through it as much <laughs> as possible. But the biggest thing is just um, I wanted to grow this and help as many kids as possible and impact. Yep. Like like I told you earlier, I like to travel because I like to impact as many kids in as many places as possible. Yep. So decided not to play college this year, but I wouldn't say the playing career is over. I'll probably pop by a few of those FIBA three-on-three events. Yep. There's a couple of pro events in Florida and once the whole COVID situation clears, I might go overseas. Mm-hmm. But in terms of seasonal play, then yeah, it's probably pretty much over. And okay. just want to grow training and even coaching business as well. Nice. So one thing you mentioned earlier was the ability to not only go fast all the time, but the ability to change uh, pace of play yeah, absolutely. in order to play actually maybe even faster than faster than you actually are right i mean right so a lot of it is up. right a lot of it is tricking people into thinking yeah. you're fast mm-hmm. like you look really fast but it's not it's your change of tempo because i tell kids all the time you have to have two skill sets especially as a guard you have to have the ability to slow down in high level pressure situations double teams traps people talking about your mom whatever it is and you also have to have the ability to slow down athletes so if i'm coming downhill i gotta be able to lull them to sleep because then that makes me more explosive, which in turn makes me more efficient. So those are definitely two huge traits that guards must have. And you see it like I told him today, you know, you look at guys like Nash and Stockton and Chris Paul, even from a size standpoint, mm-hmm. they look like all regular guys, but they're able to play at that level because they mastered those intangible qualities of changing pace, making reads. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like Jason Williams is one guy I think of yeah, yeah. from a while back who yeah. used to do, do a really good job of that. He oh, just yeah. never knew what he was going to do next, but 
he always knew what he was going to do next. Right, right. Just one play ahead of the game at all times for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always say there's three ways you can play the game. You can play behind it, you can play with it, or you can play ahead of it. Right. And well, it, that's the thing. Like, for example, just from – I'll give one game simulation example, a ball screen game. You're not just reading a hard hedge or the first line of defense. You got to see the second line of defense. Then, okay, they tag the roller. You got to see the third line of defense. That's my skip pass. So there's layers to what you're reading. And it just like – I don't ever play video games because I'm not into stuff like that as much. Yeah. But you want to think of it like you're playing a video game, you're putting the whole game on pause, and you're the only one playing. So essentially, you want to put yourself in a position where you're playing the game and no one else is even on the court with you. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, you're just reading things before they even happen. Exactly. Almost. You just yep. know, what, know what's going to happen yep. before it happens. So how does what you teach translate outside of guard play? So everything is about movement. So you want to be a good post player, get big on the block, athletic stance, stay big, use your size. Defensively, maintain athletic stance, stay big. Because, you know, from a guard standpoint, you talk about get your feet outside their body frame to create angles. Well, guess what? If you're a big and you can move effectively and you get a switch on a point guard, if you're able to stay big and maintain balance and hip positioning, then you know you're you're looking good, and then all of the stuff we do for finishing is big, transferable. Um, the shot development, things like that. So it's really like that's a great point you brought up. It's not just people think I'm just guard oriented. It, a big uh, player could do it as well. You know, Jay can attest to that. I mean, it pretty much transfers to big guys as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So where else uh, <clears throat> you're trying to grow the business? You just talked about that, like. Where are you where are you going where are you going next? So two weeks we got Salt Lake City, Utah. That's closed registration. Um Kingsport, Tennessee is in a month. That's open to anyone that wants to go to that. Um then we have Yuma, Arizona, open registration, mid May. Chicago, Illinois, we're trying to get sometime soon. Um there's Charleston, South Carolina, end of June. McConnellsville, Ohio, beginning of June. I mean, there's a lot. I have to look at the schedule. But, yeah, yeah. you know, just trying to get as many places as possible. And if it's an open event, like, I know we're definitely going to try to come back here in the summer in July. Yep. You can register for any event at shahadibasketballtraining.com. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we're just, we want you to get you to the gym with us and just grow your game, get better. Sweet. Well, I know that we're looking forward to having you back. Absolutely. And Sometime. it's a great time here, too. It's like today was a great day one, lots of attention to detail, high energy, and I love coming here. It's a great area, great atmosphere. Yeah. Thank so, you again so much for bringing me in, John. Yeah, for sure, dude. Welcome to Minneapolis, and uh, I guess that's our time today with Mark Shahadi. Maybe I'll have him back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know. That. I mean, tomorrow we don't have much, so if you want to do something tomorrow, <laughs> let us know. For sure in July. Awesome. Yep, sounds good. All right. All right, thanks, John. Yeah, bud. You too.